0: Good morning, Steady Trade Treats listeners. It is Wednesday morning, August nineteenth, and you are listening to Bryce Toomey and Matthew Monaco on Steady Trade Treats, guys. So this is going to be a little bit more untraditional. We're gonna we just want to talk about kind of what we're seeing in the market because let's be honest, if you guys have been in, looking at the penny stock market, runners haven't been holding up. We talked about this a little bit last uh, last episode on just how. Second day continue, or continuation plays and multi day runners aren't really happening the same or nearly as much as they used to. So that's kind of what we want our focus to be on. That being said, we still had some decent moves today. They just were all given back by the end of the day. Matt, what have you seen? What have you seen so far? I know we were just talking about this, but yeah,
1: today we concluded felt a lot like 2019. So if you were trading at all during 2019, you should remember. I can't even like point out like five multi-day runs. In the- also, can we add that
0: today is August 18th? Just because who knows? Maybe we just gonna start getting a bunch of multi-day setups tomorrow. But up to this point in August,
1: there hasn't been like a good multi-day runner, which was pretty much the theme of twenty nine. I remember Bryce and I used to sit there at the end of the day and like look at the market and be like, I can't remember the last time we've had a multi-day runner. Now we've had a ton of them so far in 2020. We've totally been spoiled. There's been more than a handful in 2020. But so far in August, it slowed down. The volume's definitely less. The liquidity isn't quite the same. I mean, stocks are relatively like, I don't know. If you compare it to five years ago, it's still awesome. But compared to 2020 standards, that's what we're talking about. It's less. The volume's less. The runs are less. And it, honestly, like I have a ton of friends who are short sellers, but it's pretty much a short seller market. Anything that's gone up has gotten hammered same day. We have not seen multi-day runs. Yeah, like, we'll go over a couple of stocks, but all of them pretty much spiked. Some of them ran multiple hundreds of percent. And by the end of the day, they, and red ended below their gap. Like It was a pretty brutal market out there, especially if you're a long price trader.
0: Yeah, and I think one thing to add is, like, there have been a couple multi-day runners. That's not to say there haven't been, but the runs start on such a little volume that by the time the attention gets to the stock, that's it. As soon as any volatility comes in, it just seems to be over. And one of those stocks we're going to talk about right now is GRGW, or GRWG, I'm sorry. This is, this one's been running for a few days off of really good earnings, and from the news I read, they they essentially doubled or more their their revenue but it was still extremely minimal i think they said they're yeah right Their EBITA, which is earnings before interest uh depreciation and amortization skyrocketed to 4.6 million which is 166 percent higher than the last quarter typical penny stock sales i mean that's pretty low and so that's what the run has been off of but again the first after it started under ten dollars a share, it just about today almost hit twenty dollars a share. I think a little over nineteen. By the time the volume got to it, today it just died off by the end of the day again. And I mean it closed it hit a low of sixteen point five in the last couple hours of trading after almost touching twenty. That's again, that's the theme. Matt, did you really look at this stock much today? And if so, kinda of what did you think of how it traded? Yeah, I I going into today I was more or less short biased on it.
1: And that's rare because I'm a long bias trader, so anytime I'm actually looking to short something, that should tell you like there's not a ton of longs in the market. Which side yeah. you're on the dark side now, Matt? Yeah, a little bit. When I have to be, um, but I knew it was earnings winner, uh, so that in my like an like an actual earnings winner. So like this is this is one of the rare companies. This used to be an OTC stock. It's an o, used to be one of the OTC weeds. It put in a huge run. They uplisted the Nasdaq, so it's one of those rare stocks that actually kind of is a legit company. Uh, So, I knew that going into that. So, when I saw them running on earnings, I was like, I'm not going to get too aggressive on the short side because earnings are fueling this. And given the volume, given that there hasn't been a ton of runs, like a lot of people are looking to short it. So, I didn't trade it today and squeeze in after hours the day before. So, it's going to be interesting to see where this gaps. Uh, Any shorts who swung it overnight after this multi-day run are going to be in trouble in the morning. So, it's not unfathomable for it to have another day up before we actually have the first red day.
0: Yeah. And I think first red days, I mean, that's, that's one of the, I wouldn't say easiest short setups, but it's one that's super easy to identify for the most part. They've been working a lot differently lately. I mean, cause you get this, what should be a first red day. And then normally it just keeps falling the first red day to me from what I've seen Matt, correct me if I'm wrong, but I've seen them to be more of a consolidation for another leg up. It's weird.
1: It is weird, and I think that's just a byproduct of 2020, which is thing we talk about all the time in this. 2020 has been an exceptional year, uh, but first red days used to be like gold, the holy grail. Uh, you pretty much always could get away with it 90% of the time plus. Uh, but now there, I mean, it's it's a well-known pattern. When patterns like that get so well-known, so many new like more and more traders trade them, so they don't work as well as they used to. I don't know if that's part of it or if it's just the volume and the amount of new traders in the market. New traders for the most part are long bias traders because they don't have the right brokers to short and they don't understand shorting. So it could be just people thinking it's a pullback and trying to get in a little lower prices for the next leg. Either way, uh, I think it comes down to volume and volume just hasn't been super great.
0: So you're not going to get super awesome moves to the upside or really the downside. Well, I think one other thing that's important to add too is, in 2019, how many first red days did you see? Not a whole lot of good ones. And why is that? Because there weren't a lot of multi-day runners. So anytime you get one now, and like when you got them then, everyone shorted them because it was a setup that was pretty rare. Now it happens every basically every other day. I've seen some kind of what should be a first red day. So it might just be there's so many of them. And on top of what you just said. Anyways, let's move past JRWG. Matt, did you have something to add there? No, I just I
1: think a lot of traders also are taking a break. Yep. which we said before, um, and that, that leads to the volume being lower. Yeah, but if there's less people out there, the volume is going to be lower, and the moves are not going to be as easy. They can be manipulated more.
0: Um, volume's king at the end of the day. Yep, agreed. So let's talk about Kodak, one that we talked about a while back, and one that was on. Everybody's radars in the beginning of August, end of July. So basically, I did not see news on this ticker. But after basically doing nothing, it had its first attempt of a green day, opening the day up at about seven dollars and thirty-four cents, hitting a high of thirteen sixty-nine. It's quite the move. It did it on a couple halts up. Of course, it closed the day pretty weak, as we've mentioned, is the theme of most of these runners here. It closed the day around $8, barely above the open price. Now, I don't know if you were watching this one throughout the day. What are your thoughts on it? Because, again, this was probably one of the crazier midday moves out of nowhere on a left field. Definitely. We've talked about this one. I probably, I think it was our first episode of Treats,
1: actually. It was. And it was an awesome supernova. Sketchy situation, still is sketchy, haven't caught up on the news, but I think whatever government contract that they had that started the run was revoked because of the sketchy situation of all the insiders. So it was was due for a bounce at some point. Again, stocks don't go straight down or straight up. And this one's more or less gone down for like over a week, two weeks. So it was just down to have some type of bounce and that's what we saw today. Um, if you were trying to catch the bounce, it's a good lesson because it faded from 60 to like eight or lower. I I still haven't seen the chart, but it it just got hammered before it actually had a bounce. So don't try to fight the trend, whether it's to the upside or to the downside, just when it bottoms, then a bounce is probably going to happen. And if you're opposite, like don't try to find a a peak, like that's how you're, that's how you're going to blow up on account to the long side or the short side. That's just recipe for disaster.
0: One thing that I also saw, and this isn't, uh, this wasn't a verified piece on Kodak, so I'm not going to say, oh, this was the news. But I saw something really interesting that one of the PR, well, the PR that they released, there might have been some fault in it. So apparently, this could save them from a potential insider trading charge if that happened. and this is all theory. I'm not saying this is a valid news source, but if that happened, that could that could actually probably lead to a, another another run probably nowhere near 60 but you know i mean there's we got to remember this was at 60 and it's beaten down about 90 percent now there still is room for some kind of move if something good happened again i'm not going to comment on that news source so (laughs) okay in terms of our last stock again we're doing this a little bit more unconventionally we're not necessarily going list stock by stock but we're using these as examples to show how the market has been lately GRNQ is that third one we're going to talk about today. Um, this gapped up very slightly. It opened the day up around ninety six cents. Hit a high of three twelve. That is over a three hundred percent. Am I right there? Two or three hundred percent? Three hundred, right?
1: Yeah, it was a little over three hundred percent at its peak.
0: Yeah. And do you want to know where it closed at? A dollar a, a dollar fifty. It's trading a dollar twenty seven after hours now. It gave back almost all of its gains it's just the theme that we're seeing. It's interesting. I know we keep bringing the comparison between 2019 and 2020, but I remember this happened a lot before, even before the slow market started in 2019 is you get these end of day cracks that were just nasty. Like within an hour, all the gains are given back and it's starting what's what we're starting to see now. Um, again, we don't have the news piece on this one, Matt, I don't think you do do. You? No, it's a former runner.
1: It was, I think the top percent gainer for yesterday. So it was just on a lot of people's radar. when stuff's not moving, people just start doing random stuff. That's what GRNQ was pretty much to a T. Like the move was just nonsense and people chased it up because nothing else was moving and they were bored.
0: Yeah, I agree. This, this, the past three stocks that we just talked about resemble, in my opinion, and I think Matt's opinion too, the overall penny stock market condition. It's, you know, we keep saying it's slow. And again, in comparison to 2019, at least there are movers. But nothing's holding up for a multi-day run, which probably means that this is going to be the theme, if not worse. I mean, it could always get to the point where there's just not—at least there's a couple runners throughout the day now, leading into the end of the day. Maybe we get to a point where we see nothing. Uh, it doesn't matter. Just adapt. You're not—we're not, not going to change the market. It doesn't matter what we're saying. Just take—you know—take advantage of what we're telling you, and hopefully you're noticing the same stuff. Matt, I don't know if we talked about this last episode too, but there are there are opportunities in larger price stocks. I mean. There, you know, even JMIA was kind of starting to keep running while the regular penny stock market started to die. That was just one of the takers I remember. But I know a lot of these bigger price stocks above five and $10, they're still moving lesser volume, you're going to get less volatility. And that just means you're going to have a tighter range sometimes or a more sporadic level too. But just remember, there are other stocks to play, but until the penny stock market comes back, just keep taking it slow. Now, I don't know. Do you have anything else you want to add in terms of the market condition? I feel like we hit it well, but- yeah, the only thing
1: uh, building on your large cap is Bowen, Tim Bowen calls it the rule of 10. And what he means by that is like, say instead of a $4 stock, it's a $40 stock. So it's 10 times the price. Well, you can take 10 times less shares and like the moves will like justify it. Because instead of looking for a 10 cent move, you're looking for a dollar. move. So if large caps scare you at all, think about it that way. Like if you're used to trading a $4 stock, take and it's $40 stock now. Take 10 times less shares. Instead of look for a 10 cent move, look for a dollar move. And it's pretty much equivalent.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think that's great. And I do remember, actually, I've heard of uh, that rule from Bowen before. And I think it's a great one. You know, and it'll teach you Matt, we talked about this just like personally a few days ago. It's like learning to add to your arsenal, add to your setup, add to your strategy list. Like it's important because this happens. Markets slow down. There's always stocks moving though. You just, it's your job to find them and know how to play them. And if you can do that, you're really increasing your opportunity and your potential as a trader. So use this slower penny stock market and his advantage to learn how to play mid and large cap movers. And you will thank yourself a year down the line. All right, and that is your edition of Wednesday's Treats. We'll be back to you on Friday with the end of the week's edition. And again, hopefully by then we see some movers. Until then, just keep having a great midweek trading trading week. And again, we'll catch up with you Friday, guys. Thanks for listening.